Hello and welcome to AOD, episode two. Today we are going to take a tour of the Matrix. I forgot my notes already. What are we doing? The Matrix. Okay, so the Matrix. It's a maze, basically. It's a maze and you're supposed to go one direction, but don't i don't know you end up like turning around and then you go a different direction and then it's very confusing sometimes it's disorienting you can't remember what the fuck made you want to come here you start to disassociate and then you go downstairs to buy the furniture and when you oh okay well this is uh this is the paper from the Ikea episode. Okay, I'm very sorry about that. Um, I just, just fuck it. Go to the...
Apparently, I didn't write notes for the beginning of that. So I have pulled up the definition. My name is Jessa. I'm an eight-dimensional galactic being speaking to you through a comedian. This is a joke, obviously. Anyway, the Matrix is... I'm reading the definitions off of Google right now. A mass of fine-grained rock in which gems, crystals, or fossils are embedded. Um... That doesn't make any fucking sense. A, a mold in which something such as a record or printing... T- okay, these are all fucking... The Latin. This is what you want to do when you want to know what a word means. Scroll all the way down to the definition and get the Latin. That's where you learn the good shit. The matrix in Latin is mother breeding female womb. Mother womb. Well, that's just fucking creepy. Who cares? Who cares what the Matrix means? This is what the Matrix means. It's the movie. It's the movie that you saw is basically what's happening to you right now, okay? It's an allegory for reality, except the energy being extracted from you is your perception and attention, and your slime pod is currently you staring at your phone in the bathtub. I don't know. It's common to believe yourself to be Neo... As you go through this process, and that is kind of true, you are the Neo of your own reality. And we are all connected, so your Neo experience does affect the whole. However, your desire to evangelize your truth as you are finding it will not work. It will get you 5150'd. Do not try to Neo your external environment. Keep some of that a little bit closer to your chest while you're working out the details. Or don't. Whatever. We all like a quick stint in the mental hospital. It's kind of fun. Awakening in the Matrix is an inside job. And if you attempt to explain it to people who are not yet scheduled for their awakening, they have error-correcting code, which will make you sound either like the teacher from Charlie Brown or definitely like their crazy uncle, cousin, friend, husband. Basically, the Matrix is a sophisticated algorithm. It is a maze. It is the place to play the game. The Matrix is the game. That's essentially it. The Matrix operates with a sophisticated algorithm that feeds things back to you that you pay attention to. The trick to hacking the Matrix is to recognize your internal experience in your external experiences. Does this make sense? Something will be happening to you externally, and you will experiencing it like, this is happening to me. The name of the game right now in the Matrix, to wake up when that's happening and recognize that that is our internal experience. We don't like that part. It's way more fun to point out the shit bags outside of us than the shit bag inside of us. There's the ugliness is out there. It's not inside of me. This person's bad. I am a victim of this. Very, very difficult. And not to say you've never been a victim. Don't bring all that waiting for me to say something to say your experience isn't true because that's not what I'm doing here. We will talk about trauma and holding space for trauma. Right now, I'm trying to tell you how to get out of the matrix, okay? In this episode, most episodes are going to be about your very small circle, immediate environment experiences. 
when I do Earth episodes, we will be talking about community, co-creation, bigger societal things. For the most part, I'm talking about you, your parents, your partner, your close friends, your job, your finances, etc. Okay, these are two totally different things. Creating and co-creating, two totally different things. So right now we're zeroed in. Your external experience in your home and in these things are a reflection of your internal experience. Now, something about that feels like you're being blamed for your internal experience, and that's not what this is, okay? Much of your internal experience is the result of programming that is not your fault, and we'll get into this more later in the episode. Your programming, if you grew up in an oppressed environment or society is most likely set to cause you to create things that aren't in your best interest. And like I said, we'll get into that more. You may have noticed that your phone spies on you constantly and steals things that you talk about and then tries to sell them to you in ads. Now, sometimes it tries to sell you stuff that you were Googling because you were Googling it and you wanted it. But a lot of times it's just listening to your conversations when you were talking shit or making fun of something or complaining about something. And now it's trying to sell it to you. I once talked about unicorn butt plugs on a podcast and then we were all being sold unicorn butt plugs. Now, not because we wanted unicorn butt plugs, although I know damn right some of you did want unicorn butt plugs just because we were paying attention to unicorn butt plugs. I was really afraid I would never find a way to work that back into a podcast. Very happy that I was able to. Tremendous example of how the algorithm of the matrix works. It doesn't care whether or not you want it. It saw you paying attention to it, and this entire thing is fed on attention. You pay attention, it gives you the thing. You pay attention to the thing, it gives you the thing. This is how the algorithm works. Learning how to point your attention is how you hack this thing. The algorithm of the matrix, and sorry for this uh, allegory for the millionth time, this metaphor. The algorithm of the matrix is a server coming up to your table. And the point of this podcast is to teach you how to order when the server comes up to a table. It's a pretty specific way. But if every single time the server comes up to your table, you are talking about unicorn butt plugs. Every single relationship you get into, that person is going to turn into a unicorn butt. Okay, that that metaphor didn't work for that. If your boyfriend is turning into a unicorn butt plug, you might want to go ahead and let your friends 5150 you. Just just uh, another Matrix life hack If people are turning into butt plugs that look like horsetails, that might not be the ascension. Anyway, here's where things get tricky. When you have an experience that you are not enjoying, specifically an experience that feels like a loop, and a loop would be defined as something that's already happened, i.e. a boss. You keep getting the same kind of boss. You keep getting the same kind of boyfriend. Your friends always do the same thing to you, okay? That is a riddle to be solved. That is something happening in your internal environment that is manifesting in your external environment. 
this is a place where just not paying attention to it or forcing yourself to think positively will not help. In some instances, like you get a random parking ticket, this is a great time to just not pay attention to things you don't like. You get a parking ticket and you freak the fuck out about it. You pay a bunch of attention. The server hears it. Next thing you know, you get an extra bill for something. You get a pay decrease, whatever. That's a spiral that happens from paying attention to something stupid. Just ignore that. But when you keep having these same experiences over and over again, don't feel ashamed that you're paying attention to it. Feel your feelings go into the experience and identify why this thing is happening, why this connection is happening over and over again. So for the, for the purpose of this, I'm going to talk about two specific common, I run into commonly, uh, types of loops. Number one, the same type of partner over and over again. Number two, the same type of boss over and over again. A couple examples of partners. One example of partners is I met this person. They were amazing. We hit it off. We loved hanging out. It was so great. And then as soon as I committed and let my guard down, they checked out. They wanted to play video games all of the time. They wanted to go outside and hit a tree with a stick all day rather than talk to me. Another example, I can't stand those fucking stick people, right? Another example is I get together with this partner, everything's cool, and next thing you know, they're trying to control me. They're trying to tell me what to do. They don't like anything I do. They're critical, blah, 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 over and over again. Now, these are loops. When the same character is showing up over and over again, this is because your, in one thing, internal critic is showing up in your relationships or maybe your overbearing mother is showing up in relationships because that is still existing in your internal experience. You haven't faced that. Sometimes you have to face that 100 times to get rid of it. The uh, uh, inattentive father, inattentive mother. These are all inexchangeable. I'm trying to be as gender nonspecific as possible, but it can get a little bit confusing that way. It doesn't matter. Whatever it is, if you are having the same experience over and over again, if your boss, you just keep getting boss after boss after boss because that boss is a good place to project because it's an authority figure that expects too much out of you, doesn't respect your boundaries, makes you, told, told you at the beginning of the job it was going to be 30 hours, you took a salaried position, it's been 70 hours, they take credit for your work, nothing's ever good enough for them, they criticize you, they call you at home, and this is the fifth boss that you've had like this. This is your internal environment. It's probably your internal environment the first time that you have this. And this is not victim blaming. I'm not taking the onus off of the people behaving poorly. However, there is a lesson and a riddle and a way to hack the matrix in this experience for you. Now, there are helpful ways to pay attention to this experience and move through it. And there are ways to pay attention to this experience and heap a huge pile of steaming shit onto your head. Here is the difference. Paying attention to the partner in a way that you become addicted to their failings sucks. It doesn't help you, okay? So when you become addicted to 
fuck yes, my partner did something shitty and now I get to bitch to my friends about it. I get to make them sit here for hours while I tell them that they're bad, whatever. Now, you're not experiencing that addiction as fuck yes, my partner did something shitty. You're experiencing that as outrage. Just like when you're addicted to being outraged by people on the internet and you're addicted to being outraged by your boss's disrespect, that is its own set. You are addicted to this experience. Why are you addicted to this experience? Because you don't have to deal with yourself. When people outside of you are being shitty, you don't have to deal with yourself. Then that's not to say that you're shitty, but that is to say that there is most likely a belief inside of you that you don't deserve love if your partners always abandon you. That you can't make a decision for yourself if your partners are always controlling you. That you're not good enough, you don't work hard enough if your boss is always working you to death and disregarding you. Now, when we go inwards and we face that programming, we now will find a control panel inside of ourselves and we can change the settings. We can change our experiences. And that's not to let the people outside of you off the hook although it does give you a different perspective to look at them. And also remember, they are playing their own game. You're playing some other role in their life. So now, ways to deal with this externally is to set boundaries with people in your life. A non-productive thing to do is to go into someone else's aura and try to change the way that they exist in the world. Telling your partner that they need to be different in the instance of the partner that wants to hit the tree with the stick. This person was probably hitting trees with sticks before they met you. And they're probably going to be just outside just hitting a tree with a stick after you leave. Telling them that there's something wrong with them or that they need to do less tree sticking. Or now there's trees all over my bedroom. I don't, you know, whatever. That's who they are. You have to accept them exactly who they are today. Hiding in a fantasy that everything's going to be great once I get them into the city where there's no trees, then we're going to have a fantastic relationship, does not get you anywhere. It makes it to where you're focusing on them and their weird tree stick fetish and not on yourself. Trying to convince them that they are bad or deficient or have betrayed you or whatever. That might be true to a certain extent. They might have thought they wanted something and now they don't want it. None of that gets you anywhere. What gets you somewhere is setting boundaries. Now, with this particular person, what you're upset about is what they are doing with their own life and telling them it's not enough for you. That's you going into their aura, and that's not how it works. That's how, uh, how interdependence works in the new matrix. So that will lead to disappointment every time because you're trying to change someone else. On the flip side, in the case of the person who is trying to control you, the partner who is criticizing you, that's them coming into your aura. So you can say boundaries. You can say, hey, you're not allowed to talk to me like that. I am open to ideas. If you have ideas, you are not allowed to tell me what to do. You are not allowed to tell me there is something wrong with me. That's your shit. Deal with your own shit. Stop trying to control me. Now you've set a boundary. In the case of the boss, you have the freedom to say. And when you're doing this, you are facing your own internal critic because that's what this person is playing for you, right? So if this person is playing your inattentive father and who only gave a fuck about sticks and trees, you can say, you know what? I don't want to do this. I don't want to stand here and stare at the back of your head while you 
do this. I'm going to go find someone who wants to have an adventure with me or I'm going to move on, whatever. In the sake of the controlling person, there is a fear inside of you that you can't make a decision, that you're not smart, whatever. When you face this person and set boundaries with them, then you are standing up for yourself against your own internal critic. It's the same thing with the boss. When you stand up to the boss, and this doesn't mean freak out or tell them what to do. It just says, hey, listen, these are my, this is my brick wall here. You're not allowed to tell me to work past when we said I was going to work or I want my contract negotiated. You're not allowed to take credit for my work. You're not allowed to belittle me in front of the things. And these are about your boundaries. It's not you trying to make them do something different. You're telling people how they can treat you. That does change your internal environment because when you stand up to the boss outside of you telling you don't do enough you are standing up to the boss inside of you telling you that you don't do enough but you have to make the distinction within the matrix of what is yours what is theirs and what is yours together trying to control someone else or telling them to be something other than what they are is not the same thing that's you trying to control something outside of yourself I could not have made that more confusing what a fucking mess this is already really went downhill in one episode I feel like I have to specify because it's incredibly obvious that my human avatar has a lot of trauma around partners that would rather hit trees with sticks. And uh, it's a little bit embarrassing because I use such an obvious example. Um, it took me a long time to realize that hitting the tree with a stick rather than hanging out with me didn't have anything to do with me. It wasn't a statement about who I am as a person and my worth. I would think that I am more interesting than hitting a tree with a stick. I would think that I am more fun to hang out with than hitting a tree with a stick. But for some reason, the human energy me I make a lot of mouth noises into this podcast. Have you noticed that? Anyway, glad I pointed it out. Now you'll never be able to unhear it. The human version of me attracted countless partners that would rather hit a tree with a stick. And the first lesson that the human version of me had to learn was that I was choosing this dynamic over and over again because that's what I thought love was. In childhood, it started out solid, I guess, for a few minutes, and then some abandonment, and then some more abandonment, and then really the adults around weren't interested in anything that the human version of me had to say, and so I just developed this idea that this is what love is, and then traumatically reenacted it over and over and over again. And would convince myself from a tiny window of time. I mean, I'm talking a, a, you know, three weeks of honeymoon phase that this is going to be different. And then as soon as it immediately, as soon as I saw the sticks, you know what I mean? As soon as I saw the fucking sticks in the trunk, I knew this person would rather be beating a tree right now and it's coming. But I focused it on them every single time. I was like... You fucking asshole. You tricked me. You sticked me, you know? And then just focused on them, focused on wanting them to be different. And I just made them want to hit the tree more with the stick. 
and then I sorry this is very emotional anyway there comes a point where you're just ordering every time the server comes up bring me another one of those boys with the tree you know what I mean bring me another one of those stick guys and the server brings another stick guy and then plays out the entire fucking cycle over and over again. It's like, oh, yeah, things are great. Then the sticks. Then I'm staring at you while you're hitting the tree. Then you tell me you'll be done at 5 o'clock. Now it's 7. I'm staring out the window. There's not even any bark left on that tree. Also, this is maybe kind of fucked up to the trees. And it keeps on going. Now, when we heal, we say, hey, I don't want this kind of relationship. I think I would prefer someone that never hits trees with sticks. So you leave the person. You leave the last tree guy, and you say, never again, never again. I did this with dudes that watch football. Never again with the tree guy. What you say right there to your inner belief that you aren't worthy or interesting or whatever is I am and I am worth this and what I want exists and I'm, I'm going to hold out for that. I'm going to stop settling for less. So you level up in the self-worth department. Now, you don't know what role you're playing for the tree guy. The tree guy's fine. He's just a tree guy. He showed you pretty early with the sticks in the trunk that he was a tree guy and you chose to continue to go from there. So you might be playing his overbearing mother. It's who knows. It doesn't really matter. All these people that ever hurt you were probably, you were hurting them in your own matrix thing. The next guy comes along. Girl, whatever. Maybe it's, I never seen a woman hit a tree with a stick. So that's why I'm not using it as an example. But, uh, you know, maybe it happens. The next partner comes along and really early you see who they are. But this time you see it for true. You don't hold on to a fantasy. You don't cling to the, what it was in the first three weeks. You see it for exactly what it is. And you say, hey, I know what this is. I'm not, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And you leave. And now what you've said to the server is I am no longer interested in that experience. Stop bringing it to me. And the server works off of this expectation attention model. And it says, I brought a plate of stick, guys. And she didn't eat any of it. So I'm going to stop bringing stick, guys. And then they bring the next one. That dork plays video games. You send him out quicker. And then the next one. And then you finally get whatever the fuck it is you're looking for. Now, for me, plot twist, I happen to like introverts that's after I healed all the programming everything else the human version of me huge fan of introverts so now what's the mystery there the mystery there is that the human version of me huge introvert the hu human version of me wants to be in a relationship but also spend an exorbitant amount of time by herself so I attract people that will provide me that and when the human version of me looks at that from a healed perspective. She says, oh, I'm getting what I want, not because I'm playing out some wounding, but this is literally what I want. However, when my wounding goes, yeah, it's fine when I want to be by myself, but what does it mean when you want to be by yourself? 
that's where it starts to get tricky. Okay. Well, this turned into a fucking interdependence. Other people are the most clusterfuck aspect of the matrix. We'll talk about money and health and everything else, but dealing with other people is the trickiest part because that is where you're most likely to project your bullshit. If you feel like you want to rip the heads off of somebody or confront them in general, there's a good chance, unless you're confronting them about boundaries, there's a good chance you're having a projection experience. There's a lot of value in the projection experience and we are coming out of a completely projected reality. So it's going to be a big theme here. I'm almost positive that for three straight minutes I was saying hitting sticks with trees and I'm just going to ignore the part of me that wants to go back and delete that. Anyway, who cares, honestly? Now here's some important programming to clear out. The last age had a lot of these Christian ideas of good, bad, right, wrong, light, dark, yin, yang. A lot of this polarity. We're moving out of a lot of this. However, there's so much self-worth and value judgments in your inherent programming. And it makes you judge your life experiences in a way that is not how the matrix works. Good things happen to bad people. Bad things happen to good people. What your matrix is set to has dick to do with who you are or what you deserve. You deserve the best in life no matter what you've ever done, whatever. Everyone deserves to be happy, to have abundance, all of these things. You are working through your shit. Now, if you came from a marginalized or an oppressed community, if you were raised poor or uh, affected by patriarchy, white supremacy, etc., you have been, more than anyone else, programmed by those systems to create things that are not in your best interest. I will speak to the two that my human energy has experienced because I try to only speak to my own experience. My human energy was very affected by misogyny and poverty, was raised poor. Those things exist still inside of me. I've worked a lot since 2012 on my internalized misogyny. I projected a lot of my shame and guilt about being a woman onto other women. I was shitty to other women. I experienced negative experiences as a result of me being a woman, as a result of me being poor. I attracted experiences and had it reflected back to me. To this day, people who aren't poor reflecting back that you're not good enough, even since I haven't been poor anymore. That's my, my external oppression affecting my internal programming, which is then ex affecting my external experience. Jeez, could I make this more fucking confusing? I feel like you have to take an Adderall to understand this shit. So your oppression is not your fault, whatever your oppression was. And your oppressors will have to deal with the consequences of what they did if they want to move into the new energy. Your oppression is not your fault. Your stepping into your power is your responsibility. That's just what it is. What you're programmed to create and experience a lot of things that are not in your best interest, grabbing that steering wheel, removing those programs, and loading new ones is your responsibility. It's also a great fuck you. You know what I mean? It is a fantastic 
Fuck you to the oppressors. Highly recommend it. It's important to have fun. These episodes probably aren't going to be very long. It's a lot. It's a lot. You got to listen to them a couple times, probably. Autonomy is a process within the matrix. Your goal at this point is to become an autonomous being. That is going to require you to deal with your projections on other people and also your boundaries in regards to their projections onto you. This shit gets extremely confusing because sometimes when someone projects onto you, you then project onto them. Sometimes when people confront you, they are projecting. Sometimes they are dealing with your, it's just, it's a clusterfuck. So you have to deal with each individual thing to imagine that balloon around you and figure out, is this about things happening inside of my balloon or inside of their balloon is very helpful. Learning to set boundaries, honest, clear, boundaries about what you are and are not okay with will help you in your matrix experience so much. If you're setting boundaries with people you've never set boundaries with before, they will think you are attacking them. All you have to do to determine whether or not you are attacking them is ask them, are you asking them to change who they are or are you letting them know what you are and are not available for and what you will and will not tolerate as far as their treatment of you? You have to answer my texts when I send them is not a boundary. That is you telling someone else what to do. I am not going to return your texts the second I get them if I am triggered is a boundary. I know this because I was the asshole that set the first boundary. So I am aware of how clunky boundary setting can be. Learning how to experience the people in your reality as co-creators of your reality who are also working through their wounding and that both of you are likely experiencing projections on each other and observing that. Remember, the observer is the key to hacking the matrix. Watching your codependent behaviors, watching your triggers, watching your tendency to try to pull from other people's energy when you feel uncomfortable, watching your tendency to allow other people to do that to you is a great way to wake up over and over and over again. You're never going to just stay awake. You might at some point, but probably not for a couple of years. The goal right now is to try to wake up as quickly as possible in each individual thing. That's fucking Ikea again. This is really unorganized. In addition to attention, the matrix has baselines. These are just bottom expectations. Your baselines are mostly set by your life experience, primarily those in childhood. An example of this is if you were raised poor or had money. If you had money, you are more likely to create an abundant circumstance for yourself relatively easy. Now, what's interesting here is that is usually how it is. However, and this maybe was intentional, putting an entire generation into crippling debt right before a financial crash and then pumping that information, that brainwashing into them, lack, 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 made a lot of people who would have otherwise created for themselves just abundance, completely terrified of lack. And as a result, 
their baseline is lower than that which they were programmed with in childhood. You are being programmed at all times. You are being programmed when you're staring at your phone. You're being programmed by what's on the news. You're being programmed by the opinions of people around you. It's important to take breaks from the perspectives of others and the perception of others to figure out what it is that you believe because you will start to create that for yourself. In 2008, I had an experience with the crash. I didn't even know what the economy was and had this crash, 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 crash pumped into my head until my entire reality was this extreme poverty that I had just started to work my way out of. And after about two years in this just pressure cooker, I went back and visited some friends in Delaware and was like, God, you know, whatever, the crash. I talked about the crash like 20 times. And they were like, we've not felt anything from the crash. And these were like waiters at restaurants. These are not like rich, privileged people. These are just like regular people. They just hadn't been inundated with this idea. And so they didn't buy into the game. The Matrix has a million games. You can buy into anyone you want. It's also ridiculous because there is a million games to spend a lot of energy focusing on games that other people are playing and try to prove whether or not those are real. That's a huge waste of time. It's, all, it's like listening to this podcast when you don't believe in the things I'm saying and then leave, like letting me know that. It's like, who gives a fuck? So you don't believe in it. What is, like, what literally what is real at this point? I mean, honestly. That is a brief overview of The Matrix. If you go to jessery.com, you can buy merch. You can book readings or coaching sessions. Sometimes you can join the Patreon. The Patreon, as of December 2020, is two bonus episodes a month, usually with guests. The $10 tier has energy updates, four of them a month at some point in the month. And the $20 tier has an interactive Q&A about this week's episode. Bye.